Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go traveling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! Hi guys, it's Chris Holmes here. In today's podcast, we have Ben Chai with us again to share his expert knowledge on networking. Ben Chai is a celebrity entrepreneur with a focus on helping people transform their dream life into a reality. He has helped hundreds of thousands of people, either directly or indirectly, through his books, writings, video blogs and interviews on TV, radio and magazines. You should definitely check out his TED Talk on social magnetism. Hi Ben, it would be good to talk about networking today. So what's the best way to expand your existing network? I remember one of your wonderful podcasts, Chris, where where you were talking about how a CV can limit you in finding new areas that you might be interested in. You might be interested in other areas that you don't know anything about. Perhaps, for example, property investing, which is something I do. And you might want to become a property investor. So go to some of the meetup groups where, where property investors hang out. And property investors, they love to add everyone to their social media. So mm. find a few people that you like, add them in a, and start chatting with them in that area. I get asked a lot of questions about property because obviously that's something I do. And there's a lot of newbies who we try and help. And there's a lot of advanced people who we do joint ventures with in, that, in the property world. But if we didn't go out to those network meeting, uh, meeting them in, in either on social media or physically at the what we call property network meetings, PIN meetings, then we wouldn't meet them. We wouldn't expand our network. There are people who I've met on LinkedIn and they've added me to their Facebook or Instagram. And obviously I have the option to think, yeah, they were pretty cool. There's a guy, I can't remember his name, I really should, but he did something very interesting in, in LinkedIn. He just invites interesting people from LinkedIn to have a Zoom call. So that's like eight or ten people who he thinks are really interesting or they're all in the same industry. And he doesn't get anything out of it, but he then introduces them all to each other and he's the host. How amazing is that? That's a very good idea. I like that. Yeah. And so that's like, he's not even physically going anywhere. In uh, many of the Facebook groups that I was a, a member of and still am, I start chatting with people in that group. You have the conversation and, and, and you just say somewhere, you send them a personal message and say, listen, it was pretty cool, our conversation. Do you mind if I add you to my social media? Yeah, there's a lot of interesting ideas there. And you mentioned how people that want to explore a new area, they could look at kind of meetups and the kind of industry events. But what advice would you give to someone that feels that, you know, they don't have too much experience in that area and they are venturing into trying to connect with these experts? So I think the challenge here is how to get information without being a psycho vampire. Like if I wanted to learn about drum and bass, for example, I, I could just start bombarding you with questions about drum and bass. Now, Chris, you're the keynote speaker here. You're talking about how you developed your skills in, in, in making music there. And nobody else can get a question in. 
So perhaps if you ask them, look, do you mind if I ask you one question? Now, whenever someone says to me, can I ask you a question? I know it's going to turn into 10 questions. <laughs> so I, I normally say, yeah, look, I, if it goes on for a longer than like four or five minutes, I will say to them, actually, I do need to speak with other people. If you would like to take this a little bit further, here's my social media, contact me here. There's a guy who phoned me up one day and he said, look, I'm really struggling with property investment and nothing's going right. I've put 500 offers in and it's not working. What, what can I do? Do you mind if I buy you dinner for an hour or so of your time? Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that because he's actually offering something there. He can't afford me. He can't afford coaching from me, but he's trying to say, I don't want to suck you dry. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's not, it's not asking too many questions and approaching people in the right way so that you could get their time. Yeah, I think a lot of people want free consultancy and, and it really comes over as, as they're trying to get free consultancy. I guess what you mentioned about before, how people speaking with like energy and enthusiasm when they might not necessarily have lots of experience, but, but just having energy and enthusiasm will go a long way to to helping people work their way into new industries and into new scenes and networks. What do you think about that? So if I wanted to get into a new scene, so maybe I wanted to be an actor and I have no skills in acting. Well, obviously I'd start going to acting classes. I think now that, again, people, if they want to learn about industries, they should go for classes. They should either, there's so many online classes, anything. If I want to learn Korean dancing there's online korean dancing classes and there's youtube videos that i can do so i think you should at least get some knowledge and i think you should do something like practice the dance or or practice a, a monologue if it's acting and then go to that person and say oh i've had these issues with her do you mind if i can have an hour of your time now i have done deals with people some of them don't follow through on those deals. And these deals are very simple. For example, I might ask someone to make me a purple bow tie because they, they make bow ties in return for an hour or two hours of my time or something. And mm. I don't chase them up on the deal because for me, these are business deals. They're not friends or anything. Other people, I've asked them to just comment on my TED talk, if they like it, my social magnetism TED talk, as payment, yeah, or mm. share it in their social media. And if they don't want to do that, okay, they don't want to do it. But if they agree something and they don't do it, it's instantly told me a lot about that person and whether I want to engage with them again when they say, oh, and they phone me up and say, I've got this problem. And I'll just say, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm too busy. Just because they didn't follow through on what they said they, they were going to do. So if you want to break into another industry, get some lessons. You can do it online. You can either go to physical class. I love one-to-one -one classes, but they cost the most. Obviously, the greater numbers, the less the, the cost. And if it's online, it's even less. You can get knowledge for free by just going online if you want to break it. And then you can join the groups once you've had a little bit of experience and ask some great questions. I think it's very important to develop your knowledge in your free time. And yeah, you've given some great examples of how people can do that, either yeah, online or group coaching, group tuition, also one-to-one, -one, but that can be yeah. more expensive as well. 
Have you, have you ever seen some of the reality TV shows like X Factor and so on, where you, or Britain's Got Talent, where people have come on and they say, I want to be a singer, and they sing and they're terrible, right? And they've never got lessons. So, of course, the judges say, you're rubbish, and then they say, but everyone's told me I'm good. I'm thinking, you haven't even gone and got lessons. So why, why, why are you wasting all our time saying you're a great singer? Uh, and I think that's very important, that if, if people want to break into industries, that they at least go and get some experience, they get testimonials, they do some, some kind of courses to help them. Like, for example, when I wanted to become a, a writer and a journalist, I did courses in journalism. Of course, I wrote as well. The course I was on actually wanted me to submit to actual magazines, but I was already doing that. So this is brilliant. I've got experience, and then I can ask my, the, the people, tutors, questions which are relevant rather than kind of like these theoretical questions. Like, mm. for example, in property, we're always saying to people, look, when you've got the deal, you can go after the money. And people will say, why? Well, they haven't done it yet, so they don't understand why. So we can explain it, and they'll keep saying, why? Why is that? But what if that happens? But what if this happens? But why is that? Well, a million things can happen. We don't know every, everything that's going to happen. Just get the experience, and then we can deal with what's happening in the now rather than as something theoretical in the future. Uh, yeah, I think getting that experience is yeah, very important. And also, like you say, to ask better questions when you are put in front of uh, the people with the knowledge and the experts. Yeah, yeah. And they say there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I, I, in some senses, they're right. There isn't. If you are already doing what it is that you've set out to do, if you've got a little bit of experience, I find that the ones who ask better questions have actually done some, some of the have taken action somewhere along the line, whereas the ones who've mm. never taken action will argue silly little points. For example, in technology, what's the longest password you can have in Windows? Like, I, it's not a bit of knowledge I care to have in my head. You mm. know, I'd say, why don't you Google it or, or work it out yourself? Whereas mm. if you ask me something like, you know, Ben, I'm, I'm having issues connecting with the router i've tried this this and this and this now i know that you've actually kind of tried to learn the answer yourself and i'm more willing well i'm not more willing I, i'm more likely to give you a better answer than if you ask me you know these these mm. questions that, that that you can easily find out my kids used to get very angry with me about this because they'd ask me a question and i'd say i don't know google it <laughs> uh, or, or my daughter in fact she used to get very frustrated i she she used to come and ask me a question, I, I, and I said, have you Googled it? She said, but Dad, you know the answer. I said, but have you looked it up? Oh. <laughs> so before, after a while, before she came and asked me questions, she said, look, here are the solutions I found. Which one do you think is the best? It is important to develop that kind of problem-solving mindset. So we've been talking a lot about expanding the network and uh, places you can go to do that, and how to break into new industries as well. What advice would you say for nurturing your existing network? Okay, so a friend of mine, he wanted to break into cybersecurity, and he just had a passion for it. I recommended that he go and get his master's, because he already had a degree somewhere else, but not in 
obviously cybersecurity, and he did this at Royal Holloway. And over that time, I introduced him to different contacts in my network, which uh, allowed him to grow and do different pieces of work with that. Another thing that some other friends of mine have done is they've broken into other industries by essentially being gophers and just say, hey, do you mind? I'll come and work for you for six months for free. And if things work out, that's great. And if things don't, that's also great. But you've got someone who is very enthusiastic and ambitious to be in, in a different industry. I think a lot of people do, don't like to do things for free. They say, I'm, I'm worth a lot more. But one of my friends who broke into Formula One, he just went and cleaned the wheels of the, the racing cars for free. Did you know that there's a, <laughs> it's very highly competitive to go and clean those wheels for free? I didn't realize that. <laughs> so, so he... He, again, leveraged his network a little bit because he had a, a, a few friends in that industry and they got him in. And then he now does all the technology because he loves doing the technology for the Formula One cars. And that's what he does now. But when, because they saw him cleaning those wheels for free all the time, the, he got to know the drivers, he got to mm. know the different people who are bosses and so on, and developed that relationship. They found out, hey, you've got a degree. Wow. But it, it's wanting to to be willing to put yourself out there. How much do you really want it? This is, what, this is what I'm always saying to people. Yeah, that's true. If you're saying that someone's really passionate about something and you can see that, and also people are doing things for free, they're keen to develop their knowledge, you see that and you're more likely to give them an opportunity. Yeah, you, you see that they're, they're very ambitious for themselves yeah. in that career. There's another guy, he, again, he went and did some, uh, his degree. He just applied for many cybersecurity jobs. And that's why I'm, I'm really happy to, to help people who are taking action. If they're not taking action, it, it just makes me think, well, why do I want to do that? Mm. So, for example, if somebody says to me, Ben, will you help me getting to security? I'll say, well, what work have you done? Well, nothing. Okay, I, I can't really help you. If they say, well, I've learned about this and this, and I'll, I'll say, well, okay, I can get you potentially an apprenticeship, but they probably wouldn't want to pay you anything, but you can learn a lot. And they might say, well, I can't survive. And I'll say, well, I, I, that's the only way I, I can help you. And I get that some people can't survive, whereas other people have got evening jobs to try and break into a new industry. He doesn't care or she doesn't care about the cost of breaking in, they're going to get into that industry because that's what I want to do. Yeah, it's good to see that drive from people and that ambition. And yeah, you will want to help them out because you can see they're trying to, to do something. We covered quite a lot in terms of how to expand your network and also ways to uh, tap into your existing network for opportunities just by showing that you're passionate about a subject and also... Showing them what you've done. It's, it's yeah, exactly like a done. CV. You want to break into an industry, mm. you show them all the things you've done. This is where a lot of people go wrong with them. They write a one-size-fits-all CV, resume, yeah? Curriculum vitae. Uh, rather than thinking, oh, I want to break into the speaking industry. So all I'm going to do is share all the relevant aspects in the jobs that I've done, which are relevant to speaking or coaching or training. Or I want to break into the journalism industry. And you rewrite your CV for that industry that you want to be into. Formula One, you know, find out what the Formula One industry involves and then amend all of your CV to the areas. 
So, for example, tracking, I'm, I'm guessing they must do something with, with tracking the cars and speed and so on. So if you've worked on IT systems which have worked with similar programs, talk about it. Investigate the industry and, th- and look where you can become and add benefit. I think you're right in doing all of these things that you might not get paid for are still relevant to add to your CV to demonstrate that you're working to develop this knowledge. Yeah. You know, I, I never understood in the early days why you would want to write down your hobbies in, in, in a CV because nobody cares. But if you're looking for a managerial position and you've never been a manager, but you were captain of the badminton team, then talk about being that captain and what it involved in manage, in terms of managing the team, uh, you know, inspiring them and some of the aspects rather than just saying hobby badminton you know, or, or achievement captain of the badminton team. So now I'm writing for that position that I'm interested in. Yeah, definitely making it relevant. Yeah. yeah. That's great, Ben. Thank you very much for your time and great insights again. Before we go, where can our listeners find out more information about your social magnetism? So to find out more about me, just put uh, my name in some search engine. My name is Ben, B-E-N space Chai, C-H-A-I. It will normally show you my TED Talks in ones on social magnetism, which shows you how to connect better with people in a networking event. It'll also show you the book I've written on social magnetism. To connect with me, I have a LinkedIn profile that's Ben Chai or you can follow me on Instagram, Ben Chai Official, and Facebook, which is just my Ben Chai speaker page. Brilliant. And I'll put links in the description so our listeners can easily find you as well. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Ben. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to the You in 5 Years podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, hit subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a five-star review. I read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time.